welcome everybody to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. I am the uh, titular Papa Spice coming at you. It's your boy. Uh, Harry, how are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing great, Papa. Thanks so much for asking. I uh, I literally just banged out the season finale of Loki about 20 minutes ago. So um, I know we're going to touch base on that. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a push through to get there. So I'm glad I made it, though. Nice. Uh, and we are definitely glad that you, you could finish it on time <laughs> for us. <laughs> um, you know, it's not like we had this episode coming up or anything. No, uh, no, no, no time for planning. <laughs> Hands, how about you? How are you doing tonight, buddy? Good. You had a good, a good couple of weeks with this Marvel avalanche of stuff that was coming out. Uh, Loki included Black Widow. We're going to, you know, we're going to jump into some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, my brain's kind of overloading, just kind of thinking of everything that that happened the past few weeks and what's coming up. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready to jump into it. It's a lot. And not to, not to mention, you know, we still have three other Marvel movies coming up this year and I believe two series with Ooh. what if and Hawkeye. So there's a lot yeah. of content coming our way. Um, all right. Well, we're just going to dive in. Obviously this episode is uh, the Marvel roundup. So we're going to be talking about all these Marvel things, but before we get started, uh, we just wanted to follow up on a topic we talked about two episodes ago, which was our fast rankings. Uh, we were toying with the idea of doing a fast nine review, but um, yeah. we decided not to give it a full episode's worth, but Harry is here to give us a, uh, a brief uh, synopsis or review, however you oh, want to yeah. say it. So what, what did you think of uh, fast nine Harry? Listen, um, I did see this with with uh, with our boy Chris Hanratty here, um, and I also <laughs> did see it again with uh, our buddy Tim. Um, so I actually saw this movie twice. Um, Double dose. I think, I think what Greg was alluding to with this is that, uh, yeah, you you probably could you probably could skip this one. Um, I I don't mean that as as a hate on the Fast franchise because obviously I love it, but this movie was like Fast. If all the put all the Fast movies together and like just like pretend it's on steroids because. That's where this movie goes. Um, Greg still hasn't seen it, and I know he'll probably see it, so I, I'm going to avoid any spoilers. But you could probably guess what happens, you know, with some of the relationships that are in the movie and things of that nature, and which way they go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it takes it to the next level. Every minute, every moment is just like, yeah, but you know, this this conversation with Dom and you know uh, Jacob, his brother. Like, just take that to, like, the next level of what previous conversations have been with. So um, they go all around. There's some uh, there's some there's some sexual chemistry between Vin and a character, uh, which you will uh, see in the movie, Greg, which I think you'll enjoy. Um, Hmm. Chris might know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, I mean, solid movie. Uh, I mean, if you like the Fast franchise, but I mean, another kind of forgettable entry. Um, And I'm going to save our one of my hot takes for it for our next hot take episode, because I have some thoughts on the fast franchise for that. So, so okay. Chris, anything to add with that? Yeah, no, you, you summed it up. I, I like, I, I've said this before where I feel like they all blend together at some point yeah. where I, one of the fast movies were on like a couple, I think it was seven or I, I don't know, but I honestly couldn't remember what like nine was a movie that I watched and then it just kind of disappeared from my memory 24 yeah. hours later. That's but fair. then I just remember like thinking like, seems like I'm like, I, I think I remember like Cardi B. I'm like, Cardi B was in one of them. Like she was literally in the one I just watched in theaters. Like, <laughs> and, and it all just like, I forgot. I honestly forgot John Cena was in it. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a main character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, I, it just, I, yeah, sure. You're like Harry's right. They go all over the place. They, they allude to some of the stuff in the trailer of yeah. where they're, where they're going. It's just, they bring back some old characters that didn't need to be in this. 
but yeah, I think whatever. I think what's really upsetting about these movies is like you watch the trailer and it's like you kind of get the movie, like you get yeah. all the plot points. You can look at it and be like, all right, this is what's going to happen with this and this. So I'm really hoping Fast Ten, um, you know, takes it takes it back a little bit and you know is better. But Greg, I, I look forward to hearing your review about it. But that's okay. enough. That's enough fast talk. You know, we'll we'll I'll save that for our hot takes because I got I got a spicy one. For that so. okay well i appreciate your guys thoughts on fast nine um uh, and for keeping it spoiler free but you know us we don't like to keep it spoiler free for long so no. we're gonna dive into that other little franchise the mcu now bam, bam, bam. and we're going full spoilers so mm. just a heads up if you guys haven't seen black widow if you haven't seen loki uh and you don't want to be spoiled up. now's the time turn it off go watch it come back but otherwise we're going to be diving into some heavy stuff so let's get uh, started with black widow um for me I, you know i liked the movie uh i thought it felt a little long though the pacing just seemed kind of strange to me it just it just stretched i think you know i'm not saying i know where they should have cut it but i think yeah. maybe it went a little maybe like 15 minutes extra i think they could have shortened it by uh what'd you guys think about that yeah i, I saw i i don't harry you saw it twice um, I did, yeah. I, and I think you had said like kind of it felt a little like shorter the second time a little bit, yeah. but I I agree like going into it, it didn't I don't think it felt long, but I can see where there was an argument like it's kind of like one of those things when you're done watching a movie and like, you know, you're taking everything in. You're like, you know what? They could have cut that out. They could have cut a few kind of I, I like few extra scenes and it didn't necessarily but like they just don't fit in the movie or they didn't really do anything for the movie's purpose. I mean, I like the movie overall. Like if I was, I would definitely put it in like in terms of rankings, like somewhere between like maybe like 11 and 15 of my top Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. I thought the action was good, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that the action was like great. I think, I think they paced it well with where they placed the action compared to like the down moments. Um, I, I felt like in some parts it was like an overload. At like where I didn't really know kind of what was going on, but, um, but yeah, I, I still think like you could chop like 15, 20 minutes. And that's the thing with like any, most Marvel movies are like that where they're running about two and a half hours. And I, I feel like outside of any movie, like Lord of the Rings and like a couple other movies where it's like, I, where I can't see them cutting stuff out. Like it just, it's a general stuff where you, you can cut any Marvel movie down to about two hours and it would still be like top tier. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's just, Maybe it just editing like editing it later and later down the road because they're like, all right, well, people waited two years for this or like a year, like an extra year for yeah. this. Like, you know, let's let's yeah, go a little extra. Yeah. Uh, Harry, what would you think over long or just long enough or? Too yeah. Short? So, so it's funny because the first time I watched it, I had the same feelings you did, Greg. I was like, wow, this was kind of long. Um, and then when I watched it, uh, I watched it with Chris again. And I was like, wow, this like kind of flew by. I, I we got to the red room and I was like, wow, this is like, you know, the last like kind of end part here. Um, and, you know, I had, I had kind of made a note because like I was thinking about it where they like it seems like they go to a lot of places, but they don't spend much time. So this movie's like really broken down into like eight parts. And I know we'll touch base on some of the some of the parts that work for us. But it's like there's the opening chase scene when they're kids. There's the Scar Joe slash you know, um, Florence Pugh when they're on the run and how they get to kind of intersect. Then there's the Budapest scene where they intersect. They pick up Alexi. They go meet up with Molina. They go to the Red Room. There's the Red Room crash. And then it's like the stinger at the end. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, it actually kind of flows. And I'll be interested when you watch it, when you guys watch it a second time. Like, wow, it kind of moved quick. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, the, the two and a half hour runtimes with the Marvel movies are getting a little bit 
kind of, all right, here we go again. Um, so I'm hoping some of the newer movies are a little bit shorter. I'm hoping Shang-Chi maybe clocks in around two hours or so. But um, yeah, felt felt like it was fine um, as far as the runtime uh, the second time uh, through with it. Okay. Let's talk uh, highlights and lowlights. Um, mm. For me, highlights were Florence Pugh just kills it oh, yeah. like she does in everything. Absolutely. And uh, David Harbour, who, you know, he... Um, He's another guy I, I just absolutely love. I didn't see his take on Hellboy, but everything else I've seen him in, I've really enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the lowlights for me were uh, Ray Winstone's accent specifically, oh because he's got a pretty thick English accent and yeah. it just bled through several times in the movie, which made his character a little less convincing. Uh, and Taskmaster, which we'll dive into more in a minute. But uh, those are highlights and lowlights for me. Uh, Hare, what about you? Yeah, I mean, for my for my notes for the show, I just said Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh. Um, love Florence Pugh. I'll literally watch anything she ever does. Um, to be, with that said, I still need to watch Little Women. Um, so I'm sorry, Florence. But uh, Cooking with Flo, I never miss an episode. So if you follow her nice. on Instagram, uh, the, she usually does these little cooking shows. So those are always uh, enjoyable. Um, yeah, I agree with you on David Harbour. I thought he was fine. I felt like um, Rachel Rachel Weiss didn't really have too much to do or not enough screen time, but I felt like what she did with it was was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I felt like this was the little disappointing for like that uh, Scarlett Johansson kind of had to share the movie with Florence Pugh from like a, a point of view from her, um, you know. And I felt like this movie should have came out you know a couple of years ago, but yeah. And then as far as Lilith agreed with Ray Winston um, and his accent, I kind of didn't really get what the what they were going with there. Um, Taskmaster, I really enjoyed when Taskmaster was Taskmaster. Um, you know, like the the score behind the uh, Taskmaster, her. Uh, spoiler alert for that. Um, you know, with with her music and you know how they kind of used her as almost like a real intimidating factor, like when she catches Scarlett Johansson on the on the bridge, um, and then when they're chasing around in Budapest, they they really use that to like impact of like oh oh no. Here comes Taskmaster. So I, while I agree with you on some points of it, probably as we get into it, but uh, I felt like it was a really good Taskmaster character for being unfamiliar with the character other than Spider-Man video games. So hmm. Hans, how about you? Um, I'm with both of you with, with Florence Pugh. I, I actually have not seen, I, there's only one other movie I've seen her in. So I, I, I know of her existence. I know she was in little women. Um, and I told Howard, it's like, I won't watch Midsommar. Or Mitsa, however you pronounce it, I, I no, you got it. I, I probably can't can't handle that. Um, but I saw her in Outlaw King, which was a Netflix show with Chris Pine about Robert yeah. the Bruce, which is right. a, a pretty good movie. I forgot she was in it. Um, and David Harbor, um, he's kind of has like one of those like I feel like he's always been around and just shows up like for a while, and then like after Stranger Things, he kind of had I don't want to say like a like a renaissance kind of revival. Yeah because he came like, but um, I feel like he's in almost everything now. Like I forgot he was in suicide squad for a couple of minutes. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, the action was good. Like I said, it was a highlight for me. Ray Winstone. I, 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 I didn't really focus on his character too much where like his accent did take me away. Yeah. Like he's kind of just a, he's a generic like villain in like yeah. Marvel world. One and done. And yeah. So I, I, and you know, I couldn't really say too much on, on him. And he was, it was, whatever um and 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 taskmaster uh knowing the history like of the character i don't think that it was handled well and one of the things i said to harry afterwards is marvel has a tendency and and i it's kind of tiring in some things where they 
like a villain, like 99% of the time has to have some kind of past relation with the hero. Yeah. And it, it kind of takes the element of surprise out of when they're being revealed, like a masked villain is being revealed. So like I, I kind of leading up to it, I either thought it was either her, her friend that was a boy, not I'm going to call him a boyfriend that was getting her all the, all the, um, all the resources. Mason. Mason that's it. I had to look um, and then I, because I didn't know his name. Yeah. And then I kind of thought that it, it could have been the daughter because you don't, you know, in Marvel, you don't see her die and, and they keep relying on like bringing her up. And I'm like, I, I bet you like in my mind, I'm like, I bet it, this is the guy's daughter, um, which isn't Taskmaster in the comics and any video games. So I think right. that they, they kind of forced that into having like the, the kind of Marvel formula of um, saying that, you know, they have to be have some kind of past relationship with the, the main hero of the story. Now, that's not every Marvel movie, but it, I feel like it's about nine like 95 percent of them so yeah yeah i mean I'm, I'm with you on taskmaster how i would have done it get rid of winstone's character and have taskmaster be the one who's hired by the mm -hmm. government to restart the red room and he's the nice. one training all of the the black widow recruits uh and then that way you have a reason for her to take him uh because taskmaster is originally a, a he anyway uh, take him down and um, you don't yeah it's like it's like you said hands you don't necessarily need that connection it doesn't have to be there the whole time I mean yeah. they just and and the way they had her taskmaster in this movie she was just an obstacle for widow to go through it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like a, uh, you need to stop this person and to me taskmaster is that level of a threat um, you know they show they don't really explain her powers or anything. If if they're even powers, I don't. It's it's kind of weird. They just say, "Oh, she's got a chip in the back of her head," and here, let's stick yeah. this USB in, and she's watching footage. Well, I was oh, gonna go say it. It also cheapens the bridge scene for me when yeah. like Taskmaster, like it's like, all right, so you didn't know that this was the Black Widow that like tried to kill you beforehand. But right. now you like once you get to the red room, it's like now you realize it. Like, was there? I don't know. It's like there wasn't a conversation you ever had with with Papa Winstone and being like, you know, what the <laughs> what's the deal here? You know, who, yeah. who did this to me? So I, I mean, don't know. sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's OK. It's just yeah. For a character with the 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 power set that Taskmaster has and especially even if you just trim it down to the characters that he or she reflects in this movie, uh, which is, you know, Black Panther. Black Widow, Hawkeye, uh, and Captain yeah. America. I mean, that's still like a far, far formidable threat, and they don't really play that up enough, in my opinion. Um, hands, you had some qualms with Taskmaster too. Anything you wanted to add? Yeah, like other than like the relationship with, um, like with with uh, Natasha, like it just. I, I, I think that the reason they put them in there is because like they, the character already like already existed and they're saying like, okay, well, look at all the cool stuff that they can do. Like, these are all your favorite heroes. Like it's a little bit of everything. You're like, wow, this is cool to see someone like mimic their ability. And that that's kind of where it left for me where I'm like, all right, yeah, that was cool. But when they, when they kind of revealed who she was and, you know, she's kind of like, I don't want to say redeemed at the end because she, she's, um, they used the, um, the, the magic potion on her to mm -hmm. like bring her out of it. 
Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I was just kind of like, I'm sorry, Fred, if you hear beeping. Um, I, uh, I'm kind of, I just kind of like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, whatever. It was just a character that wasn't really needed for the story. Like it was just thrown yeah. in there, probably to sell toys and to just really just show off some cool action, which I feel like there could, like you yeah. said, there could have been a little more done with them. So, but sure. it, you know, I, I don't write for Marvel. Yeah. Um, another thing I, I, kind of uh, had issue with wasn't necessarily a low light for me but i didn't really like that the red room was basically a shield hel- helicarrier 2.0 just mm. floating in the skies for you know the last 21 years or whatever i mean it's just yeah. it, it's kind of nonsensical and it's like really you're telling me shield even with hydra infiltrating it never picked up on it or like no other organization ever ran into it William Hurt, uh, General Ross, never heard of it. I mean, it just it kind of beggars belief a little bit. And it's something where I'd rather like I'm okay with it being a moving location. But like you can have that as, you know, people on the run with different hideouts on the ground. Like it doesn't need to be this floating fortress. So I don't know. I just thought that was a little silly. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought that was dumb because like when they showed I'm like, it looks cool. But what like how like. Yeah, how how could no one pick that up? Like uh, in this day, and like even I think back in like Winter Soldier when they had the the three um helicarriers that could basically track anything in the world, yeah. like they were getting ready to wipe people out. Except for the Red Room. Except for the Red Room, that's <laughs> like a it's it's a floating city. It's like Cloud yeah. City, and yeah. no one picked that up. So yeah, I, I I agree with that. That was kind of a dumb. Yeah, now, were you cool I mean- with the Red Room? Uh, you know, I, I wish there would have been like some explanation of like, you know, maybe when Natasha was there or even Melina, like when their characters, maybe it was like someplace in Russia. And then as the organization grew or as they realized, you know, somebody was closing in on them, you know, that they knew they had to take it to the sky or even underground, you know, as another, you know, choice per se. But yeah, definitely a little silly um, or, you know, just kind of using things that are familiar to them with like, hey, we already did one, you know, spaceship in the sky. Let's, you know, build another. Um, so, yeah, I would have liked something like that, like maybe a little backstory into like maybe how it grew into that. But it seems it seems like this is my part of the problem with the movie where it's like you're telling this story that was supposed to happen after Civil War. Right. I'm getting that correct. It's and it's, it's like, like in between Civil War. Yeah. You're doing this like retconning where you're like, hey, this is actually where we're coming back to with this. And it's like, but all this stuff already happened where it's like, how did nobody, you know, pick up on it? So like, had this come out like after Civil War, like maybe we, you know, are like, oh, you know, maybe it makes a little more sense. But still, that's kind of the problem for me with it of just, you know, the timing of this movie. Yeah. Now, I know uh, earlier I mentioned that I, I felt the movie was a little long, but mm-hmm. something I wish they kind of did was dive into Natasha's backstory a bit more. I mean, they yeah. showed us, you know, when she was a kid and then it flash forwards to present day. And, uh, you know, we we learn a little bit about what happened in Budapest. And uh, uh, I'm saying pest, not pest. <laughs> uh, yeah, we learn a little bit about what happened there, but like, give me Natasha the teen years or like, let me let me see a little bit of that or some of her Red Room training. Um, you know, I, I didn't like the movie Red Sparrow, but yeah. that is kind of to me what training in the Red Room, I guess, would be like minus the sexual stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, but give me some more of that. Like, I, I wanted to see 
more of Natasha and, and her backstory. And I know it's a trick uh, to balance all the characters that they have in the movie. And, you know, I'm sure they wanted to play up Yelena because she's going to be, you know, the black widow going yeah. forward in the MCU. But, um, but this was, to me, this was going to be Natasha's last hurrah. So I wanted to see more Natasha. Uh, do you guys feel like they gave her enough or was there more you wanted? I, I, I think the beginning, like when she was a teen, like when she was like what, 12 or whatever mm-hmm. was, I, I think yeah, that was some of the, the some of the stuff that could have been cut out. I love the opening chase scene at the airport. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was great. Like somehow keep that in. But I feel like that whole, like them establishing them as an, as a family and, basically turned out to be Russian spies. It just felt like there was other, if they were going to use that time, then yeah, I would have loved to see that, like the whole like Budapest backstory or somehow like yeah. include Jeremy Renner or, you know, they keep talking about, well, this is, this is her final, like her final um, turn on, on the red room where now she's going to join shield. Like they keep talking about it. Like, this is what she did. This is what she did. Like, I would love to see that or like see her have, some communication with shield on how like they basically she was a killer that they brought in and yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's all kind of just like throwaway dialogue for the most part. I thought it was throwaway where they're like, I had to do this. I had to do this. I had to do this. Like to show, show me five minutes of a backstory. Right. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And ScarJo is not like it, it. I mean, she doesn't look old by any means. So you can have her play yeah. that age where she's like early twenties or whatever. Like, yeah, I could, I could feasibly buy it. Right. Yeah. 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 Paul, Paul Rudd's like 65. He looks like he could play a 25 year old. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say like, I think if this movie come out like four to eight years ago, I think we probably would have seen more of Natasha's backstory or like a younger, you know, version of, you know, uh, maybe ScarJo's character you know before she becomes you know the black widow or whatever um but hey i'm i'm all for it if it gives us more florence Pugh. so really excited to see where uh they take her character uh in the future true uh so stinger the the post credit scene um how did you guys feel about that what'd you think uh it's obvious that this was supposed to like you can tell like this was supposed to be the main introduction for Vale. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't think, you know, with, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, where everyone first saw her because of COVID, like, you know, Black Widow got pushed back so much. Um, uh, you can tell that they probably wanted most people were going to probably see Black Widow first before going to Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I think that's where they like kind of had the, um, the primary intention of her, that being her first, um, appearance. Yeah. I think it's cool to see like Florence Pugh is probably going to be involved in the Hawkeye series. Because it's the next time that we know that he's going to be around. Like, I don't know how much that Hawkeye is going to be involved in the MCU moving forward um, outside of his show, um, especially with him training Kate Bishop. So it's going to be interesting how that how that goes. But whether or not she's going to be the villain of Hawkeye or, or just chasing mm. him, it, it's it kind of leaves it open to which I'm, I'm kind of all for to see how they're going to handle her character for her being a hero for a whole movie. And then now it's. it's probably gonna be like half the season her chasing i imagine like half the season her chasing hawkeye and then hawkeye kind of having to explain like yeah. you know or have her like have a pretty good fight scene with like kate bishop which i think would be be pretty cool mm. but yeah mm-hmm. what do you, you think about, about the stinger 
You know, for me, I, I mean, Chris said kind of the points there of where, where it goes, uh, you know, for me, it, it's interesting and we'll, we'll talk about Loki in a minute, but like, we're going into this universe of like, how much am I supposed to care about, um, you, uh, Florence Pugh's character, Elena, right? I want to, yep. yeah. Yeah. Like how much am I supposed to care about her becoming the new black widow when there's like this multiverse war that could be coming <laughs> upon us? Like, like there's, there seems to be like this kind of branch, you know, for, for lack of a better word where it's like, Hey, if you want to just like see some action movies and some cool stuff, like here's going to be the, uh, the Thunderbolts and like some, some normalcy. And then if you're into like the sci-fi part of it, like here we go into like the Eternals and, you know, uh, you know, these multiverse wars. So, you know, I'll be interested to see kind of where it goes from here, but it's, um, I mean, it's, it, I'm glad that she'll be around for more things. I mean, obviously that was going to be the case coming out of it, you know, and especially, you know, as things go on, it's like, yeah, you know, Florence Pugh is going to continue to do things for us. Um, But yeah, solid stinger. Just, you know, I always want more from these stingers. Like I remember early on with the Marvel movies, it was like, it felt like sometimes the stingers would be like almost three minutes. And now they're like, you know, a minute of just, you know, longingly looking and then somebody pops (laughs) up or something. So um yeah, we'll have to see but yeah excited for it i was uh i was pretty hyped too although i think i got um more hype when the stinger played because of the people next to me in the theater uh they were like oh my god stop stop no stop oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so that was like getting me amped up and i'm like oh my god yeah, yeah it is it's hawkeye oh man <laughs> yeah. it's amazing there's val uh but yeah no i think um it's it's a perfect segue uh, into Hawkeye. I'm assuming that's where it goes with the the, uh, the Hawkeye yeah, series. Would, yeah. So uh, I think actually it worked out better with Val being introduced in um, Captain America and the the Winter Soldier yeah, uh, uh, because this way we kind of see her a little bit more and get not necessarily an explanation, but get a feel for her as kind of being like almost like a dark mirror version of Nick Fury um so mm-hmm. in this we don't we don't really need to have that guesswork it's like okay she's manipulating the board but to what end um yeah. but yeah I, I thought it was a pretty cool inclusion uh so like i said overall for me uh i enjoyed the movie i thought it was good i don't think it was great i think you guys probably rank it higher than me i would put it in the bottom third um of mm-hmm. the marvel movies i don't know where in the number landscape but it would it would be in the bottom third uh not near the very bottom though certainly not there um hands you mentioned like where 11 to 15 i think you said yeah i would give it somewhere like yeah anywhere between like that 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 10 11 to 15 because it just like i i i thought it was great and i even said to harry like afterwards like i didn't i didn't even feel like this was a marvel movie at some point yeah i felt like it was kind of just like a generic action movie like i mean outside of black widow but i don't think there's any pre-existing characters that we've seen on screen other than than ross Mm -hmm. i think everyone else was like fairly new so you could have called this like you honestly could have remade red sparrow and called it that and and it would have been you know i still would have liked liked it um it doesn't move the story forward except for the stinger like it kind of just focuses on a time that we didn't know what what natasha was doing after civil war which was i think was a cool fill-in i would have loved to see them go back to like more black widow of her um turning on the red room and going to shield um as more of an origin story um because this wasn't an origin story just kind of like a a story that picked up to introduce i think it was mainly to introduce um yelena 
to mm-hmm. the MCU and have her carry carry uh, the mantle forward. So I, yeah, yeah I, I I did like I think I I did enjoy it a lot more than some of the other movies in terms of like a standalone superhero movie. I thought it was. I thought it was a little stronger than a few of the other ones, but you know, I, I, I wouldn't crank this in top 10. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about you? Yeah. Where does it rank for you? Yeah, I was going to say for me, it was a uh, solid on my letterbox, three and a half out of five stars. Um, a half was given uh, extra for Florence Pugh. Um, and then I did uh, in my letterbox, you can make a full list for this shameless plug for letterbox. Um, you can make a list of all the Marvel movies. So I made that and it ranked uh, number 14 on my list. So nice. just in kind of that, you know, middle-ish area that Chris was talking about for me, didn't break into you know, the next level. And I mean, I think this is a problem a little bit with, you know, Marvel and their female heavy character movies, what they're doing. It's like Captain Marvel came out after the fact of like where it places in the timeline. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they're almost like doing a little bit of an injustice of like, I, I do agree with Chris, this movie can definitely stand on its own. Like besides maybe the first like 20 minutes where they're kind of, doing a little bit more Marvel timeline, you know, banter. But once it gets past that point, um, you know, and then they're getting chased in Budapest, it kind of, you know, can carry its own, you know, leverage with it. But now it's like, you got to place Black Widow right after, you know, uh, Civil War, but before the other things. And it's like, it kind of, I guess, dilutes the, you know, feeling of watching this Marvel movie. Like it's the first one, you know, that's supposedly in the new, you know, series, you know, or phase four, uh, I think. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, let's you know kind of kind of a little bit of a letdown in that way um but yeah cool uh before we move on you mentioned letterbox real quick Uh, obviously if you guys are listening to us or watching us you're film fans uh harry what is letterbox for the uninitiated yeah so basically it's like there i would say it's similar to rotten tomatoes where you kind of like there's there's scores for movies and you know but it doesn't fall into i think sometimes the negativity that rotten tomatoes falls into maybe it's because it's newer maybe because it's still hip and cool to be part of letterbox um but basically you can go through there and you basically rank you know they have some tv shows that are higher end you know they have the marvel series like loki and falcon winter soldier and they have some higher end tv shows like chernobyl and, you know, Mayor of Easttown, I think, is on there as well. But basically, you can go in there and rate your movies one through five. And it's just a nice little digest. There's really funny reviews. I would highly suggest anyone who loves, you know, a certain movie to click on the reviews for it. And, watch, you know, some of the, just the short, you know, uh, banter for it. Um, I did that uh, with actually a not great movie, 13 going on 30. Uh, then there's some really funny reviews in there for that. But, yeah, it's uh, it's on. It's on. Uh, you can obviously download the apps. Um you know, and obviously find it, you know, web, web page, but it's a uh, letterboxed. I think I keep forgetting the D just because I say letterbox. Um, and they got a really funny Twitter and uh, they're They're good there with that. So hip and cool. If you want to be hip and cool, get a letterbox. There we go. All right. Thank you. Uh, uh, moving on. Let's talk about Loki here. So Loki, as duh, you guys mentioned duh. earlier, Oh man, that, that theme song is so fire. Duh, I love that theme song. Yeah. As you guys mentioned earlier, the finale aired today as we record this. Uh, so we're going to be going into the full series. But when by the time this episode drops for you, our listeners and viewers, it'll be a couple days. So hopefully you've had a chance to see it. Um, Loki, hands, you got a lot to say about it. Why don't you kick us off here? Dude, I, I, I'm so happy to say that like I was completely wrong with my expectations of this movie or this <laughs> this show. Um, I And on the podcast, I've said 
that I think that what I was afraid of is they were going to overuse Loki going forward in the MCU. And I thought his story was done in terms of the Thor movies and the Avengers. Like we've seen them, get them out, you know, like <laughs> let go him out in a, in a blaze of glory somehow, you know, give him his redemption. I, I honestly hope they make like 10 seasons of Loki and that like, and you know, leading up to like, I, I thought the whole introduction to the TVA was great. I know they have, like a, a small presence in the comics, I believe. I'm not too, too like kind of in depth with them, but I, I thought that like I know they redid the Sylvie character because she's not necessarily Lady Loki. Um, I know they made some changes, like Owen Wilson. I'm not an Owen Wilson fan. I I loved him in the show. Like I just felt like he was just Owen Wilson. Like he like that's who he really is. Uh, I I feel like he's an over actor in some movies, but. Um, I, I loved him. His little mustache was great. He, you know, we, we didn't get to see that jet ski moment that we were all hoping for. Uh, um, maybe season but two. <laughs> I know I'm hoping, but I, I think that, um, what I was afraid of was that Loki, like if it stood alone, that it wasn't necessarily like, it was going to kind of just be like a money grab for Disney to kind of put out a character that we've seen, like, I think like five or six times. And I think we've seen him die just as many times <laughs> and it's kind of like he's kind of like poor vis like vision vision they killed him i think four times <laughs> on the screen and they keep bringing him back um which is the old trope that in comic books like you know people don't die um but like going into it i was like all right like the, the first episode really drew me in i thought that like the sets were great were, were like really cool the production value was like phenomenal for for you know for the show like which i didn't yeah. think it was going to be that high and you did not know really what the hell was going on until you're able to piece some of the pieces. Like until they get to the void, you're starting to piece like some things together with if you like, you know, we'll talk about it, who the the big bad is. Um, but it left you in, in mystery the whole time. Like it literally took you all over time and space and to different like you got to see like different, you know, different variant Lokis, which I didn't think I would care about when and it just it really kept me invested way more than Falcon and winter soldier and WandaVision did. So I just, I, this is probably my favorite thing outside of like Endgame that Marvel produced. And, and wow. I, I like, I, and, and in terms of character development, I didn't care about Loki six weeks ago. Now he's like, he's such a great character and like every character on the show, I want to see more of. So I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I was wrong. Because I, I was to the point where like every week I was watching, I'm like, I, I like we've the old discussion of do we want it all at once or week by week? Like I wanted it all at once. <laughs> um, We're season two. Yes. Which I, and <laughs> that was the big like I didn't need and, and spoiler, there's no post credit scene on here. I didn't need a post credit thing. All I needed them to say was Loki will be back in season two. And I was I, I, that's all I needed. Like I left I left that show with a smile on my face. Yeah, I, I believe Kevin Feige had said in previous interviews, if any of the Marvel TV series warranted a second season, it was Loki, but mm -hmm. he never confirmed. But then when we see that yeah. that post credit, oh, yeah, Loki will be back. It's like, yes. All right. Yes. Finally. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that man, you just uh, dropped a, a lot to unpack there. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, how did you uh, how did you feel about Loki? Yeah, you know, Loki, Loki's interesting for me because I wish like Captain Falcon had enjoyed some a little more of the quiet moments. 
Like I wish Cap and Falcon like would have went to therapy for like maybe half an episode or something or had like I really enjoyed the Sylvie and Loki moments like when they would sit down and talk or when I know Lamentis was uh, an episode that not a lot of people enjoyed um, or was like one of the lower ranked ones. But I really enjoyed that episode, you know, even though it's kind of it takes place on that whole planet and, you know, kind of just moves on to like where they're going to go next. Um, you know, I don't know if I love it as much as Chris loves it. Um so I'm excited for when we do another hot take episode and Chris says this is the best thing Marvel's ever done. Um, <laughs> and he, he sells us on that. But um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed enjoyed the show. Um, you know, probably out of the three, I might have enjoyed um, WandaVision a little bit more just because of kind of, I guess, the relationship kind of like hit a little bit more for me where this, um, but I'd probably say this is probably the second and, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, they, they do such a good job with their stuff. It's so hard to like do these rankings. Like I mentioned when I went through all 24, you know, Marvel movies, I had to like re-rank some because, you know, either I had forgotten it, how good it was and I recently saw it or, you know, I was like, wow, did I did I really think that was this poor, you know? So, um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. But uh, definitely not as much as Chris, but I'm, I'm, glad, he, I'm glad he has this, um, you know, to brighten his days. He can rewatch it all the way up until <laughs> Shang-Chi. You know me. I get overhyped on things. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it, man. It's that energy we need. It's that energy that we need. Passion. Sweet, sweet passion. Um, I thought it was a uh, fantastic show myself. Uh, I didn't have any gripes whatsoever about the show. I love how it is yet again a different flavor versus the previous shows and, and movies yeah, even. that's a fair point. Marvel is so good at taking – I mean, yeah, they can – they can reuse some tropes like like we talked about with Black Widow. But um, in terms of like the flavor of, of each thing that they present, there's not a lot of overlap. Um, they, you know, they can give us a heist movie with Ant-Man or, you know, a crazy uh, magic uh, mind bender with Doctor Strange or straight up superheroes with, you know, what any number of movies. And then here, yeah. here we are mucking around in the timeline with variants. And it's like, dude. I absolutely love that. And um, yeah. it's just, it's so good that they they're cognizant of that and they always try and strive to, uh, to keep it fresh. And uh, I'm just, I, I was really, really impressed with the show. I think for me, in terms of ranking the, the series so far, I would put WandaVision number one still, but Loki is a very, very close number two. Um, and I think really the, the reason for me is, you know, kind of what you said, Harry, the, uh, the relationship dynamic between Wanda yeah. and Vision, that's kind of what seals it for me. But, uh, but man, I mean, this show was just so, so good. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Loki variants, I thought they were all perfectly cast, uh, shout out to classic Loki, Richard E. Grant, yeah. uh, and, and alligator Loki, which everybody <laughs> loves, um, dude, I'm, I'm predicting that alligator Loki is going to be like the new, like baby Yoda. <laughs> like it's gonna like Good they job. I think like after la like last week, I think Wednesday late at like I think pop like Funko already like announced like oh here's yeah. alligator Loki and like yeah. you're gonna see things all over the place. Like it, I've like, already insane. seen advertisements on Facebook for like alligator Loki socks and stuff. So like I, I'm uh, imagining I'm sure the like, onslaught is coming. <laughs> I'll be in Disney in a couple weeks and I imagine I can I can only imagine that you're gonna see like yeah, like the horns, you're gonna yeah. see like plush alligator loki's all over the place well i got Maybe it a man. Real I, one uh not really alligator loki uh but i did start searching for variant t-shirts so i might have to copy <laughs> they, one of those. I, there are some out there yeah so yeah. i uh yeah 
Um, but yes, yeah, so as far as the Loki variants, like I said, perfectly cast. But I have to give special kudos to Sylvie, aka Sophia Di Martino. I thought she was just tremendous in her role. Um, yeah, really, really good. And I hope that she is included in season two as well, and that her story isn't over. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, TVA characters. I thought they were great. Mobius, Ravana, uh, who we have to see more of, um, mm-hmm. as per you know her story. Hunter B fifteen was awesome. Shout out Tara Strong doing the voice for Miss Minutes. Love her. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, just overall fantastic show. Anything, anything, any of us missed that you guys want to talk about? Well, Miss Minutes terrifies me. Like she. <laughs> So we, there, we all Chris. watched we all watched the finale today, and at yeah. the scene when they go into the castle, like I, and I like the castle, like that whole the whole last episode. I feel like could be like an episode for us on its own because yeah. of like because it's so like everything about that, like the whole like set design and you know introducing probably who I'm I'm under the assumption they don't they don't say his name. I mean, like well, I know we know who he is, but um, well Harry doesn't know Harry. He's it, it's Kang. No, I, um, I mean, listen, yes. listen, besides, besides listening to you guys tell me things, I do listen to other content to okay. help me kind of <laughs> intersect with, with it. But, um, you know, I, well, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Chris, but what I was going to say is what I really enjoyed about the show is I didn't really care like where it was going to go in the last episode. Like they could have showed Dr. Doom. They could have showed Kang. They could have showed, you know, Thanos. Another too. Loki, like, another Loki yeah, or forget. Yeah. Another Loki. Yeah. So it's like, it didn't matter to me where that was going because I was highly engaged with like the characters of the show right. and kind of their relationships. And I think that's a kudos to the show, um, you know, and why we're going to probably get more of it. So actually let me, cause I want to touch base on this. I said, Hey, did we miss anything? And then I totally blew by all the stuff from the last episode. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that that actually was Kang. I mean, that it's the same guy, but I think that was immortal. Yeah. Immortus well, who's is a variant of Kang, Kang for the correct, most part. yes, yeah, like a, yeah. a good version of Kang, basically, right? So, I think, yeah. and that maybe, maybe it's not even Immortus, but I, but when we see the statue in the TVA after Loki realizes the timeline's been changed, that that yeah. is Kang, <laughs> yeah, minus right. the, the face mask. I, I was so like, I, I at the point, like, they kept leading up to it, there was a lot of hints throughout the show that mm-hmm. Kang was coming because, like um ravona was in the show like she has a relationship with kang there's Mm -hmm. like so many other like different little things that pop up and then um you know that last episode when they're in the void that's like that whole episode is full of kang easter eggs the whole actual episode is just it's all it is so when they got to the castle like i wasn't going to be upset because we all knew like kang was coming to the mcu because um jonathan majors was already cast to be in quantum mania so I, I was I like once that elevator like door opened, I was like kind of like leaning forward, like like they're, they're like part of me said like they're not going to they're not going to reveal a major MCU villain in a T in a Disney plus show. I didn't think they were going to really pull that off. And then that's why I was like kind of when I saw him, I was like I was like really like I was like, oh, my God, like this is this is this <laughs> is <him>. huge <laughs> yeah like this is amazing and jonathan majors i did not watch lovecraft country um i've heard phenomenal things about it and i've heard it he's was tremendous great in it yeah, um yeah. I, i'm not familiar with some of his work but um i heard he knocked it out of the park in that but he was so good in that role like he at like you can tell there were some elements of that role that like he were definitely 
like just ad lib by him, just some of his movements and um and I'm I'm really glad that we got a look at, at him because I don't think it I think even though it is Kang for in, in some form, he's not gonna be the Kang that's gonna be showing up in Quantum Mania and going forward. Like I think he's gonna be the next big Thanos type character. Yeah. Um but I thought like yeah, I like the whole like that whole dialogue with him and, and the two Lokis where it's just like, is he lying? Is he not lying? Like he's playing head games with not just like Loki and Sylvie, but like people watching too. Cause they're like, who, like, what is this guy? Like, is he good? Is he bad? Like right. it, he even says like, we're all villains, but I mean, at some point he's trying to justify what he's doing and he doesn't see himself really as a villain. He's just trying to kind of keep out his evil variants from kind of yeah. breaking up the timeline. I really hope in Quantum Mania he just has a cameo because Kang is a much bigger villain than just an Ant-Man nemesis. Like he's right. he's basically like an Avengers level threat and well he is an Avengers level threat and um I'm hoping he has a cameo similar to Thanos from the first Avengers movie and then this leads to another Avengers movie where you know, whether it's at the end of phase four, or phase five, whatever, and you have Fantastic Four in there and all this stuff, it'd be really cool. But, um, man, uh, we're, oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, uh, all this talk of uh, multiversal stuff. Oh, I remember. I think it's very interesting that if, if it does lead to another Avengers movie where Kang is the primary villain, it'd almost be kind of kismet because Loki sets off this chain of events bringing about kang the conqueror just like he set off the chain of events that formed the avengers um mm. so it'd be a nice uh kind of uh uh play on that um so i don't know hope hopefully that's where we go hair i know you know you're not as comics literate as us even though yeah. you do listen to other stuff what did you think of the reveal did you know anything about kang prior or so, I mean, just other than like what you guys have kind of touched base on, you know, he's been involved in different things. I even heard like he was like Sylvie's love or something in one at Ravana's Ravana. Ravana. Sorry, my yeah. apologies. All right. Mixing up the characters. But um, yeah, Ravana's like love interest and, in you know, but this is kind of I think what Chris was getting to is like, this is what they could have done in, you know, what we, we, we did an episode on with WandaVision with like, where are they going to go? Who are they going to introduce? Here it comes. And it's like, this show actually was like, yeah, here comes, you know, Kang or, you know, a Thanos type figure. Um, what I really enjoyed, you know, and Chris mentioned it with Jonathan majors, like I'm going to watch like a lot of his things because I didn't watch love craft craft country. I know there's not going to be a second season or, you know, further things with it, but I know it's it's highly recommended, uh, you know, by you and I, I think know Sean, you guys have HBO Max. You both need to get on listen, that. I do, listen. I do too. Yeah, Chris does. <laughs> thanks to me, you know. Don't, I'm not trying to tell HBO what to do, but keep that on the low. Um, yeah, keep it, keep it on the low, ladies and gentlemen. Um, listen, everybody does it. Uh, so I definitely want to check that out. And I know he's in the the last uh, the last Black Man in San Francisco, um, a movie that I just missed. I think either last year or the year before. Um, you know, and I know it was up for awards. Um, but what I loved so much about his scene is I feel like. So when I rewatch, you know, because my wife is a big Marvel like rewatcher, especially the Captain America, you know, stuff. When I rewatch some of the movies with the scenes with Tony and I think about it with Tony and um, and, and Cap 
And it like the scenes have so much more impact because of what they went through and their journey together. You know, that scene when, you know, they don't get uh, when Loki disappears, the whole start of this show and him and him and Cap are sitting outside and Ant-Man has his banter and they have to look at each other after everything they've been through after Civil War and look in all their differences and sit there. And, you know, he turns to Cap and he says, do you trust me? And it's like that whole relationship, like it just hits such a moment for me where it's like so emotional of like these two guys, you know, for the fate of the world or for this timeline, you know, they have to trust each other and to do this. And even though Jonathan Majors is basically, you know, his character is playing by himself and seems to even at some points be talking to himself and has these realizations. It's like, I can't wait to see where this character goes. And it seems like he's going to be able to play different versions of this character, obviously, which I'm very excited about. He'll probably play some nerdy scientist and, you know, Ant-Man and, you know, or whatever, you know, but he's going to play different versions. And just to see the impact of this scene specifically as his character grows throughout the, the continuation with Marvel, but also what his character will turn out to be, you know, and how he comes because he said, I'll see you soon. So it's like, it seems like it's going to come all the way back to him, you know, being in this position or, or something of that nature. So, and a really cool scene, you guys have mentioned it. Sorry, I'm rambling a little bit, but with like when he, when uh, Loki shows back up and I kind of had already kind of fe- felt like he was jumping into a different timeline, but jumping into, you know, a new timeline where it's like, you know, Loki season two will hopefully take place in, but, you know, and just realizing, oh no, like everything's different with, you know, I've changed it. So, um, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, it's funny that you mentioned the end because, um, like, I, I normally like uh, for these shows, what I tend to do is not go on any kind of like Twitter or like yeah. mainly Twitter because people are animals on Twitter in terms of just like, <laughs> yes, they are. Dangerous they are, out there. people are maniacs. And I, I, I've joked around in the past about spoiling stuff, but it's just like, you're a real, like, I, you know, an a hole. <laughs> if you're like, if the if the show comes on at like 3 a.m. Eastern time for us and there are spoilers on it at like 5 a.m. So yeah. like I try and avoid like all social media. So like I woke up, you know, I woke up early today, watch it before work just to make sure that it was like I kind of just got it done and I didn't have to like have it on my mind of what well, to knock it out. And I went on Twitter and after I watched it, the first thing I saw was like Spider-Man No Way Home. And it got me like it got me really amped because I like I was thinking I'm like there's going to be a trailer for this like soon because like it, that ending all but confirmed that we're getting a Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield appearance yeah. in the next Spider-Man movie. Like they yeah. they they could have spelled it in the timelines coming out that they could have spelled like Tobey Maguire. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because there's more stuff I want to touch on with that, but we'll get to that after yeah. the Shang-Chi trailer. But, but yeah. I think that, yeah, but I think that like, I like, I think Sony was sitting on this for a long time to say like, all right, Loki, like they were like, they've revealed it now, you know, give it, I'd say maybe I, I would, I would put my money on by Monday. We're going to get a no way oh. home teaser, at least a teaser because I, it's that enough. normal thing. Like, you know, what? it's Marvel. Marvel's mentality is whenever you see like them post stuff, like a, like a post about the, the previous thing, it's always on Monday after yeah. it airs and it's always like a character poster like they did it with all the loki's mm-hmm. when he got into the void and they did it with um sylvie when she appeared so i i think you're gonna i think on monday like so i i i honestly wouldn't even be surprised if it's like tomorrow i think they're gonna because they they did the same thing with endgame was when endgame re- like came out like i think after the first weekend 
they released the Far From Home trailer, which shows Iron Man like dead. Yeah. Like they they and and they did Marvel was just or Sony, whoever released the trailer was like, we don't care. At this point, <laughs> at, at this point, the world saw it. And if you didn't see it, you missed out on Iron Man dying. We're just gonna tell you what happens. Mm-hmm. So I and I think at this point, like I think Marvel's gonna be like or Sony, whoever is gonna release it, is gonna say, you know what? Give it Monday, and we're and we're gonna get a trailer mm. because even the No Way Home official like Twitter is is like trolling fans, Re- like yeah. oh they want it, yeah because they're like all the fans are asking for like a No Way Home trailer, and they're like here it is, and they'll show an actual trailer, it just says Spider Man No Way Home on it, like on like an eighteen wheeler, so they're yeah they they know what what we want, so they've said be patient. I I'm saying Monday we're we're getting that trailer. But um, I hope so, man. <laughs> dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dying like, so for it. I, I don't care that it's like six months out and it's like going to start like, you know, Internet frenzy of theories and everything like I, I love I, I live for that. So I, I honestly hope that that kind of happens. Um, would, but yeah. Oh, good. I was going to say, I feel like they'll probably do something with Jungle Cruise, like having a teaser. Like, I think when Jungle Cruise comes out, which is pretty much the end of this month, that'll pretty much be about the five month mark before it comes out. Now, I could be wrong. Like you said, maybe they're going to tie something in. But I think like Jungle Cruise could have like a trailer where there's a teaser. And then I think, um, you know, maybe for Shang-Chi, there might be a full trailer because that'll be about three months out. But um, or my other thought was, um, what's that? Oh, no, that's too far out. That free guy that they're starting to like. Which yeah, I guess yeah, we'll talk about that for a minute. Yeah. That we're getting like that's the first we got the. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah, I didn't the, watch um, it yet, but I saw it all. It's it's news. pretty funny. It, it's yeah. in, it's interesting to see. Um, like I guess that's like Deadpool's official entrance to the MCU. Um, Breaking but it, it's, all walls. It's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, um, real quick with Loki, were there any Easter eggs that that got you guys? Because I know. One everybody talks about is the Thanos copter. Yes, but for that's me, my favorite. Yeah, I popped even harder for Throg, the the Frog of Thunder. Uh, I I'd love seeing him. You know, I saw that. My wife saw that and said, "Oh, that's Thor." And I said, "Huh?" And then I like had a we had a rewind, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And I was like, uh, "But yeah, I guess that's that's like a thing." So uh, oh yeah, no Easter eggs. Actually, for, I mean, I don't he know. just had a really big role in the the recent story arc that wrapped up in the comics. So mm, he's a okay. he's a, a bit of a uh bad guy well not a bad yeah. guy as in bad but yeah i mean right. like kick butt. <laughs> my, kick butt my my favorite was the thanos cat copter because it was like it was just flat out like it was mm. i don't even necessarily want to like yeah it was an easter egg but it wasn't like hidden it was just flat out like this is one of right. the silliest <laughs> moments in marvel history like whenever i see the picture of like thanos in that one 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 uh passenger uh, helicopter <laughs> flying it with Thanos on the side, yeah. it cracks me up. So, just imagining like Josh Brolin as Thanos flying that thing like all over, like it just, it, you know, well, I thankfully the TVA pruned that timeline. I know it was, I, I was, I was like cracking up. I had, you know, I was kind of laughing to myself like for a yeah. minute. The throg was cool, I, I like that, but then like, you know, they they threw out like other than like the non Kang ones, um, nothing really pops in my head other than. I know, like, I thought I Lamentus itself, I know, was an Easter egg in, um, mm. I think it's yeah. like the Korea or Scroll world somewhere. Yeah. Um, but um, I actually, one Easter egg that I didn't find it myself. Um, and you go back and watch it when Owen Wilson's driving that pizza car. I think he, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, if you've seen Cars, um, who he voices Lightning McQueen. 
Mm-hmm. At one yeah. point, Lightning the McQueen says, if you want to turn, if you want to go left, you turn right. Owen Wilson's driving at one point. I think he turns left and the car goes right. So that's uh, a fun little, little Easter egg. I didn't find it. That's cool. Someone else was much smarter than I was to, to discover that. I don't know if that was just a coincidence, Jeez. but I'll take it. I'm calling it a live viewer out there. I know. <laughs> These are people that like freeze the frames and like it takes them like one straight rewatch and then like dives. seven hours to watch the second time. I don't have that time. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our Loki recap. Um, yeah, for all time, always. I, I, I can. I honestly like. I, I could always. I could go Loki all day, all, all day, every day. I like. I'm gonna have work meetings. I'm gonna start to bring it up. Loki. Papa, the Papa Spice branch out for uh, Chris. Uh, Chris's yeah. uh, Loki takes. Loki, my Loki, Loki podcast. all for always. Loki, Loki. For all time, always. Loki. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk Shang-Chi. Uh, you know, we've mm. had a couple trailers drop for this now. Um, how do you guys feel about it? Any any thoughts in particular? Uh, Harry, you want to go? Yeah. I mean, for so I'll be interested to see how this movie kind of plays. As somebody who isn't in the comics, I mean, obviously, I'm invested in Marvel at this point, for better or for worse. So I'll be watching it. Um but I'll be interested to see how this is kind of like an origin story. Um, surprisingly, it's it's a guy who it's a it's a male figure who has daddy issues in the in the Marvel universe. Surprise! Um, I mean, I guess I would say like it totally looks foreign to me, and the fact of like I have no idea what the Ten Rings mean. I have no idea why he's his dad is so powerful, and you know he just wants to be a regular Joe. It seems like, but he has all this responsibility and power. Sounds like something Spider-Man uh, or any of the Marvel heroes have trouble with. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how this one does. They, they are releasing it in a weird time. I mean, I, I wonder if they're crunching it because of just, you know, the delay of everything where this might've gotten maybe a summer release or, you know, a, a, a November release. And just because of everything, you know, it's getting pushed to September. So I'll be interested to see how it does. Cause I mean, Black Widow did pretty well and it seems like, you know, the Marvel train can kind of keep going, but I'll be interested to see how this kind of origin story of a new character kind of, kind of grabs people. Cause you know, I know that was, some of the issues like when Thor was coming out, like everybody was like in, you know, for Iron Man, you know, Captain America and Thor, they kind of their first movies didn't really do that great until they kind of, you know, established themselves a little bit more. Um, so I'll be interested to see how it goes, but excited for it. The trailer looks pretty cool. Um, I know uh, we talked Mortal Kombat, you know, during our video games podcast and like, I kind of wish like Mortal Kombat might have done something like this where it just kind of pitted the, you know, two characters against each other. And it seems like him and his father are just going to be kind of, you know, going back and forth on that. Um, yeah. So looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Chris. And so how about you? Um, I, I like how uh, they're basically doing the 10 rings, right? Because, you know, their first introduction to MCU was back in Iron Man when the terrorist group was called 10 rings. And then we get Iron Man three. We get uh, the, the great acting of Pen- Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin. Um, well, I'm not, that's not a knock on Ben Kingsley. That's a knock on one of the worst reveals in MCU history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think as like a martial arts fan, like a movie fan, I think this is like, this is the first martial arts type movie in the Marvel, like the MCU. And I I'm interested to see when it takes place in the MCU and, um, you know, it, like, and how, like mm-hmm. what its effect is going to be because these are kind of like now. No one other than two characters that show up in the second trailer, which is kind of annoyed 
that that Marvel revealed them because I thought that would have been a huge like in theater reaction. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think, and this is another one where there's no um, pre-existing MCU characters that we know about, and the action just looks phenomenal. Like it looks really good. And then when I saw the second trial, you know, it, it shows um, that cage fight between um, Abomination and Wong. Yeah. I didn't need to see that. I, I yeah. did not. I did not want to see that. Um, I want to see it, but not in a trailer. Hey, That's you don't need kind to sell like, me on it now. Yeah. That so, would have been if you're sitting in the theater and you see that for the first time, not in the trailer, but in the movie, that would have been like a holy crap moment. But yeah. now it's kind of ruined because they just threw it on the last 10 seconds of yeah. some rando trailer, you know, and half. And I, I mean, like most people, when you see like on, like on reactions, it's whoa, was that abomination? Blah, blah, blah. Like they didn't people didn't even know. But all you had to do was yeah. freeze frame it and you figure it out pretty quick. And then Kevin yeah. Feige comes out like like 20 minutes later. He's like, yeah, it was it was Wong and, and abomination like. They're yeah, I, I wouldn't have known that was Wong until I read that. Yeah. Like, like why? Like. You're one of the greatest producers, like of like one of the greatest franchises in in movie history. And you're just like, no, nah, I'm just throwing out all my cards here. <laughs> See, I feel I feel like this is, might be something where it's like he's hiding some cards, you know what I mean? Still, and he's kind of showing us this and getting people to be like, oh man, he's showing us, you know, abomination. And it's like, well, actually, I didn't was show you this. Was that was that well, me? Uh, no, that might be some <laughs> other some trolls out there, not you. You have a you have a better voice than that. Thank it you. could be too because um, maybe they don't expect this movie to be, you know, an Avengers level no, that's a good box point. office gross. Yeah. So it's like, let me throw in a little bit of spice in the trailers to give people incentive to come out. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to mention uh, Akin Fenwa. Uh, Akin Fenwa. Aquafina. Uh, Aquafina. Yeah, sorry. Akin oh, yeah. Fenwa is a football player. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Aquafina is uh, is in uh, nice comic relief in there. Really enjoy her, you know, and uh, I think she'll be a nice. <laughs> you know, uh, comic relief in there. Yeah. I'm I mean, a, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, go, I was go. just going to say, I've only, I'm, I'm not familiar with her music stuff. I've only ever seen her as an actress, but everything yeah. I've seen her in as an actress, I've enjoyed. I thought she yeah. does good with her roles. So I'm excited to see her in this as well. See, I'm, I'm like on somewhat, like, I don't want to say the opposite end of the, of, of the stick with that. Like, I feel like she's like overdoes it a lot. Like she had a show on Comedy Central, which like like I watched like a couple episodes of, and I thought it was like I thought she was like too much for it. Um, I loved her in Raya and the Last Dragon. I thought she yeah. was great as um, Shisu. I think is the name of the dragon. I yeah. don't know. Um, I thought she was great in that. Um, I feel like she's as long as she doesn't overdo like kind of the comedy, like and yeah. like I I think it'll I think she'll she'll be fine. Um, I I, hope, again, I hope like, she has like. like Sorry, we were talking about Ant Man. I hope she has like some Michael Pena kind of vibes with with like what she's putting out there is a nice balance for you know Ant Man's character with uh, you know. So I, I hope that's I hope that's the level it goes to. But I do agree with you. I hope it's not you know too crazy. Yeah, but I, I'm but I mean I'm all there were some really cool shots in the trailer like when they're yeah. um I guess it's him and his dad fighting over the rings that um sure. you get the full out look of the, the the outfit these phase four outfits um are 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 killing it mm -hmm. so i uh i'm all in but just for the outfit alone <laughs> i know uh our boy timmy p was not happy because of his haircut because <laughs> yeah. shang chi is a little shaggier in the the comics his hair is a little just, longer that's nitpicking at this point yeah, and, yeah. And that's that's nitpicking and we just like i don't know if he if he hasn't watched loki yet like the multiverse opened up so we're getting a short haired 
uh, Shang-Chi. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. yeah, so Shang-Chi, you know, I'll definitely be there to check it out, probably opening weekend. But uh, mm-hmm. um, the trailers, they're serviceable. It's just, you know, like you guys said, yeah. I, I wish they uh, didn't give away too much. Uh, do you guys want to talk about Eternals at all? I know we've only gotten the one trailer, but. Uh, Greg, I do want to jump in. Like, are you familiar with Shang-Chi in the comics? Uh, Somewhat. Is it like, I, because I, I, I there, now like with Loki coming out, like there's a lot of like Loki stuff I want to go back and read. And like mm-hmm. Shang-Chi, I, I don't know if I want to read it beforehand or wait till the movie comes out and then go back and revisit it. So I'm like kind of, I don't, I haven't read up a lot on Shang-Chi, so I'm not sure if it's kind of worth going back. Stick. I mean, his stuff has always been kind of hit or miss for me. And if you yeah. do read anything, read more current stuff than old school. Old school's kind of cheesy, just straight up okay. exploitation kind of stuff. Got it. Um, yeah. Uh, so Eternals, anything you guys want to talk about with that? I mean, I'm I'm super pumped for it. Um, I don't know too much about it, um, you know, as far as the history of it or anything like that. So, again, that's another one for me where, like, once the trailer drops, you know, I usually like to try to avoid trailers. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the same – like, I'll definitely watch the first trailers. But after that, it's like if you dip into, like, third, fourth, or even second trailers, you can kind of see some, you know, maybe some spoilers that you don't want to see in the movie. Or, you know, as Chris was mentioning earlier, some deep dives into trailers where it's like, hey, this is – you know, this point, or this could be the meaning of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got a great cast list. Um, and uh, great director Chloe too. Zhao, yeah, Chloe yeah. Zhao directing it, um, you know, who did Nomadland, and I, I love that film. So I'll be interested to see where that goes with it. It kind of feels like a Guardians, I guess, vibe, where it's like a whole group of, of a team, but it's not like the Avengers. But again, this is where it's going off for me, where it's like we're going into a different, you know, more sci-fi than we are just kind of, you know, hey, there's, there's, you know, a guy in a tower you know, that we have to bring to the ground, you know, uh, with Ray Winston. Um, so, yeah, so I'll be interested to see with that. But, you know, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in Marvel for better or worse, you know, whether I enjoy it or whether I'm like, this is fine. So, <laughs> Hans, how about you? Um, Are you vibing on uh, Eternals? I have limited knowledge with the inter- with the Eternals. Like, so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of in, like, Harry's boat with that. Um, I know that they've kind of, like, their stories pretty much spans over, like, the beginning of time for the most part. Um, like on earth mm. so i hope they cover like from like you know thousands of years ago and like maybe cover different time periods i don't need the whole movie doing that um yeah you know i just you know cover like little scenes or whatever which i think is cool um you know it, it bay it takes place i'm assuming after endgame um I, I think it's cool that and if i'm if and greg you might be able to correct me on this isn't like from comic knowledge like thanos has a connection to the eternals yeah, he's a uh, he he's the son of an eternal. Yeah, basically. So yeah. like maybe we get like a baby Thanos with his giant purple head. Maybe we'll see that. <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but uh, this is another one. You don't know when it takes place. Like for the most part, the, the story. Like I have no idea what. Like the main question is like you know a lot of people are asking like you know all this stuff happened like with Thanos like where were the Eternals? So and you wouldn't even necessarily yeah. know this was a Marvel movie other than the fact that Marvel Studios pops up and the other one where at the end where um, Rob Stark says they're like, who uh, like who's now that Rogers and, and Iron Man are dead, who's going to run the Avengers? He's like, I can do it. And they all laugh yeah. at him. <laughs> that was it. Um, That's the which I think is cool. So it's it, like same with Guardians. When Guardians came out, it was a very like you don't know, you know like what it's a completely different 
movie, which I think is I'm 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 excited to see because a lot of these like generic like Marvel action movies like feel like the same. So I think this kind of has a different feeling to it. Giving us those Baskin Robbins, 32 flavors, baby. What's funny, man? I I don't think I've watched the trailer. Really? I feel like I have, but like, I feel like I either like watched a clip of it. Like, cause I remember the Rob Stark clip, you know, that that Chris is mentioning from Game of Thrones. (laughs) Um, But uh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking the wrong. I thought we were reviewing Game of Thrones. I apologize. No, Uh, no. (laughs) But um, I don't think I've watched the trailer for it now that I got to go. That'll be my first viewing after this. But um, yeah. Have you, have you seen any recent trailers with Angelina Jolie? Uh, for not the one where she's me dead, not the one where she's running through the forest. No, and that was a solid flick. I gotta, I'm not gonna lie, three, (laughs) three stars on that uh, on Letterboxd. So, yeah, solid solid little flick. The trailer doesn't reveal like too much with it, but I know that's why I want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I definitely Um, feel like I've seen it, but I can't remember. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, fans. Eternals for me, I'm looking forward to it. It's Marvel movie I'm in. Um, yeah. I have limited knowledge about the Eternals as well. The only thing Ooh. that I've really read was, uh, and I would highly recommend this to you, Hans, Harry, if you want to jump into comics, go for it. But um, okay. uh, there was like a 2006, maybe, miniseries uh, written by critically acclaimed writer Neil Gaiman um, and uh, drawn by uh, John Romita Jr. Um, I want to say the miniseries was like, I don't know, five or six issues, and you can get it on Comixology super easy in one collected volume. Um, that was a really good introduction for me to the characters, and mm. I think some of what they're going to do is based on that miniseries. So yeah. I'd highly recommend checking that out, and you'll you'll get a flavor for the characters there. Cool. Uh, all right, so moving on from Eternals, last thing we'll talk about is Spider-Man No Way From Home. So, you know, you guys kind of touched on this whole multiversal war and timelines branching and all this stuff earlier and how that might tie into um, No Way Home. And another thing that I wanted to add on is, uh, which also I think for me kind of confirms that we're going to have multiple Spider-Man in it, is um, Hot Toys. So I, uh, I collect hot toys, uh, which are, uh, these one sixth scale for lack of a better word, dolls, um, that are very, uh, very realistic looking and uh, hot toys revealed a new, um, suit from Spider-Man that's coming out. I think it was actually spoiled in a Funko pop reveal, but, uh, there's this black and gold costume Spider oh, yeah. that's going to be in there. Not yeah. a costume that's based on anything from the comics, from my knowledge, but um, it's clearly got some tech stuff going on, as well as Doctor Strange stuff. Uh, and my reasoning that this means that we're getting other Spider-Men is because they want something to set the Spider-Men apart, right? So that way you're not just looking at three guys in red and blue. You have people that are visually different. So yeah. I think, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of a stretch Armstrong reach, but I think that that's the reason that we're getting a black and gold Spidey. And uh, it's you know, just more confirmation that we're having multiple Spider-Man in here. Loki machinations aside, you know, uh, what do you guys think? Any any Spider-Man far for or, uh, no way home stuff that you you want to get into or speculation or anything? Uh, there's actually one other thing I think after this, um, bring up uh, what if, if you oh, saw yeah, the trailer yeah, for yeah. that, yeah, for sure. But um, no, I I didn't even think of that with the black and gold suit to keep apart, like to kind of distinguish from the three Spider-Man. I'm hoping that a fourth Spider-Man shows up, 
and we get some kind of like not whether or not he's in the suit. I'm hoping we get like a Miles Morales yeah. reveal sometime. I would love to see him in here. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm I'm amped for it. Ever since they announced it, like you know, like that the possibility that you know you hear all these rumors that like Toby Maguire's stunt double is saying or like his double like Spanish dubbing is like recording something and he won't say what it is and. You know, it, it's all these like goofy things that people are like running into Toby Maguire in the park and ask him about it. He's like giving him a wink, whether or not that's true. But, you know, you think about it and you're like, like, it, I feel like if this is like, like Marvel's taking such a big risk of doing like this, like multiverse, because it's just I feel like it's going to cause like such chaos among fans of like, like seeing different versions of like their favorite heroes. Um, but I think they're going to do it right with like, uh, you, I think they really banked a lot of it on the success of into the spider verse, which was like critically and, and financially like su- successful. Um, it's one of my favorite superhero movies. So I think they're kind of like went in a different direction and they're like, all right, well we have two other live action Spider-Man and we're kind of going towards a multiverse. Like, sure. Let's just, you know, yeah. let's just try it. Um, so it's going to be cool. Like I wasn't, I'm not a big fan of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I've only seen each movie once. Um, and that's probably all I'll ever see of each one. We saw the second one together, right? We sure did. We sure (laughs) did. Um, and I think it was a double feature with jobs, uh, with, uh, Ashton Kutcher. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, both. I'm not a fan of both movies, but I I don't, I think like Andrew Garfield, I think he was a good Spider-Man. I just think the movies were weren't that great, which you know we're getting Jamie Foxx as as Electro back, which, yay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's cool. Like, they they all but confirmed that when they started saying like you know Alfred Molina was coming back and Jamie Foxx was in it, and apparently Willem Dafoe was rumored to be like to be in it. Like at that point, what like what else could it be? Like what yeah. like yeah. So I, I think you got at, the greatest point, hits. All, all they have to do right now is just kind of just show a trailer and show the other two and I'll be happy. Yep. This Amen. Movie could be movie could be awful. I'm going to watch it. And uh, it'll be fun. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, good. I think there's, there's no chance that it'll be I, awful. And I, I, yeah. I think this, this has supplanted uh, Ghostbusters afterlife as my most looked forward to movie for the rest of the year. So oh, that movie's still going to happen. I cool. think it's, I think it's funny that like all the people that when we, we talked about it with our hot takes with Spider-Man three is complaining about like too many villains. And I feel yeah. like, like Marvel was kind of just like, well, guess what? Like, we're going to give you three <laughs> Spider-Man on screen at once. We're going to give you like seven villains. Oh, and, and possibly just, and, daredevil too. Cause that was another rumor. Yeah. And, and we're just going to mash it all together. Like you want to complain about Spider-Man three, like, they're going to be like, hey, come January, you're going to be loving us. Like, yes. like this, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is where I think like you just look at Endgame and Infinity War and be like, look at all the characters they put on screen and like everybody <laughs> yeah. loves it. And I feel like it, this is going to have like a similar, you know, we talked about it a little. Well, we mentioned Fast in the Furious franchise a little bit earlier, but like once they brought the team back. And, you know, added the characters from like the other movies that like had nothing to do with each other. It's like everybody was like, yeah, let's go. So, I mean, if you're a fan of the Tobey Maguire movies, you're going to want to see this. If you've been following all the Marvel movies, which everybody in the world seems to be doing, you're watching this. If you like the Andrew Carfield movies, like you're going to watch it. So like it just has all these people who are going to be like, yeah, this is going to help. This is going to help my 
you know, bias towards, you know, one character or the other, you know, whatever you think of your Spider-Man. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and the, the wife is a huge Tom Holland fan. So we will, we will definitely be seeing this movie as soon as possible once it comes out. So very excited to see what they do with the trailer and what they, what they kind of reveal in it too. So it'll be interesting to dissect that. She excited for uh, uncharted. Cool. Uh, no, I mean, she's excited for Spider-Man Tom Holland. And gotcha. anything okay. when, All right. when Tom Holland was on that uh, that lip sync show when he dances to oh, Rihanna, yeah, yeah. Rihanna. Umbrella. so yeah, that and any interviews with Tom Holland. But you tell me another Tom Holland movie, I guarantee you she hasn't seen it. So what was the uh, other cherry? Was that that was cherry. a recent one? See that uh, if it's um, a romantic comedy, she'll probably see it. But uh, you know, not, he was not on one on Netflix with. See, but. He was in one with Robert Pattinson. I forget the name yeah, of it. Yeah, the devil something made me. Do it's it. long. Not, it's like well, three hours. Time, yeah. 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 On time for us. I'm thinking of the Conjuring yeah. one. But. All right, moving on from Spider Man, our last topic, as Hans mentioned, what if Hans? What do you got for us with what if? Um, the trailer was phenomenal. Um, I, I thought that this is this is going to be. I thought it was going to be a fun Marvel project to just say like you know we it's we do it all the time where we're like, what if this happened? Yeah. What it like, and, and theorize things. Um, what I didn't actually kind of realize is the fact of where this is placed in the release with Loki. I'm pretty sure this is going to, this isn't going to have like an over like overwhelming effect on MCU stories. But I think that like with the whole multiverse opening, I think this is going to be a lot of like, they're going to knock out your theories like in and say like, basically like Lo- like loki opened up this multiverse of saying like what if peggy carter was captain america like they're gonna have some fun with the multiverse before they actually jump into like the mcu um canon timeline for the most part um i there's a lot of really cool things where it shows like ultron with the um the gauntlet and all six stones it's a quick shot um you know it's the last voicing or last acting credit for chadwick boseman which is mm-hmm. cool. Like I, I didn't know he recorded lines for that. So to hear him in the trailer was, was, was pretty cool. Um, but then it's like all things. It's like, you don't even consider it. You're like, yeah, what if, what if T'Challa was picked up by the ravagers instead of Peter Quill? Like, yeah, then it just opens up like a whole line of, of like, you know, different more what if stuff. So I, I think that's, I think it's really cool that they're doing it and, and they're going to have some fun with the multiverse stuff. Um, the animation style looks great. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. So um, I don't know if you guys had time to watch the trailer or not yet. Harry, did you check out the what if trailer? Yeah, I did check out the trailer. I mean, it's definitely something that's, uh, you know, I always like to, it seems like it's more of my speed because it seems like they're going to do maybe not dark stuff, but stuff that's like either off the wall or a path they wouldn't have taken a major, you know, f- major chance with with a movie or even with a, one of the shows so i'm really interested in it um you know i'll be interested to see i i don't know if it's dropping all at once or if it's dropping you know weekly i don't really it'll know be the, weekly the, yeah if, if, if it's disney plus it's gonna be weekly yeah yeah so i mean i'm looking forward to that um you know of having something to to me and the wife can watch i'll be interested to see how some people gravitate towards it because it is animation and, you know, I don't know how that'll grab some people or if it'll be something that, you know, when we discuss with some of, you know, casual, maybe Marvel fans, uh, if they're going to be like, yeah, I haven't seen that, you know, what is that about? Is that, you know, but like Chris said, this opens up the door to kind of, I think more acceptance for, Hey, what if they, you know, what if three Spider-Men show up in a, in a movie, you know, and how do these universes tie in? So, yeah. 
I gotta say, like, I saw somebody online knocking the animation. They're like, this looks cheeks. And I'm like, no, not what? at all. This looks, <laughs> this so looks good. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what that person was on, but clearly uh, it is altering their perception. <laughs> um, I, yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, I just... think. Go ahead. Go, go, ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you go. go ahead. All right. No, uh, I, I think, think it's cool. Oh. After you, sir. Sorry. No, I think it's cool that all the like the original actors are coming back to do the voices too. Like you're not having like it's it's yeah. not like they're gonna have that's definitely almost, a cool element. Almost, I think yeah. like I don't think like Robert Downey Jr. is coming back. Downey Jr., um, Chris Evans, and Benedict Cumberbatch are not gonna be back for some okay. reason. Said, I don't know they why. They said they said pay us. They're probably on that old yeah. pay scale model of like the movies. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this isn't in the contract. How much are you paying me? I was saying no? like yeah, okay. Oh. Well, oh, Cumberbatch be... should be. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's I understand the other still on that, that old deal because he's probably got a couple. He's got his own movie and he's yeah. got the he's probably going to be in Spider-Man's movie. And then, you know, he's probably that's probably why they're trying to use him as much. Yeah. Well, not as much, but trying to put yeah, it. Well, they probably went to like Evans. They're like, look, we know you have like a 10 picture deal. What about TV shows? So <laughs> he's probably just like, nah, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> um, what um, were you going to say? Sorry. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, animation style. Yeah. The uh, it looks fantastic. Um, I love the concept. I used to love reading the what if comics. Um, they they eventually kind of soured on me because they uh, they went from just random like what if Magneto took over the United States was like a great issue, but then they started turning into after every major event like well what if Civil War happened this way instead what if Secret Invasion happened this way instead yeah. like it, it didn't it went away from the concepts to just how did this event change, uh, yeah. so at that point I kind of turned away from them but yeah I mean the show looks great. Uh, the the Chadwick Boseman thing, like you mentioned, it's definitely going to be bittersweet. Um, I, I even have goosebumps now talking about it. But when I saw him in the trailer, I was like, oh, man, I I forgot he did do this. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped. I'm definitely looking forward to what if. Yeah, I and it's I, I and I didn't even realize it was coming out like soon, like for the most part in the next couple of weeks, like in like middle middle of August, Yeah. which is which, you know, I. The good thing is with these TV shows and like Marvel, like I, I don't feel like I'm getting an overload of Marvel um, with all this content that's coming out because it's it they're they're pacing it so well. I mean, in in less than what four months, we've gotten three quality like quality not even quality like very good like excellent TV shows. Um, well, Black Widow, it and you know a good a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. but then it's like starting to like say like you're never gonna have like I feel like there's always gonna be a Marvel thing like give or take like oh, two yeah. or three weeks, but I don't feel like like I don't feel like it's kind of like a lot of people felt like with like Star Wars fatigue where it was like every year a movie was coming out. I feel like Marvel right now. They're, good. I feel like well, I was gonna say I, th- I feel like Marvel's yeah. storytelling is much more superior right now to Star Wars overall story. Um, it's more I varied mean, too, you know. Right. Yeah. Like I love the stuff like the Clone Wars, and I haven't watched the Bad Batch yet. Um, but I love all the, like the Mandalorian, and all. But I think like overall, like Marvel's going to be like in, in fifty years. I think a lot of people are going to kind of steer away from Star Wars. Like they're still going to be kind of around. And now, uh, sorry, yeah, I wouldn't say now. It's tough because the Mandal because the Mandalorian's still hanging around, and I and yeah, I, I feel d- like like if you say if you say like a franchise in your mind, like name me a franchise. 
to any random person or any like regular Joe, they're going to say Star Wars. Like, give me a big movie star. Like, yeah, but they're going to just rely on the original trilogy. Like Marvel is least presenting new things that you're interested in. Like I have no interest in the Bad Batch. No interest. Didn't watch the Clone Wars. And uh, the normal person doesn't like those shows weren't made for like, like, you know, my parents who watched Star Wars in the theaters, they were made for like people now that are following the story. But I think like Star Wars has that, like that identity of saying like that, that's the, the biggest thing since sliced bread for like 30 years. Right. And I think too, you're going to get to the point where people are going to like, people are growing up with this franchise and they're saying like, you know, Marvel's, I even though now, like financially, it's probably overtaking Star Wars because it has like 24 movies. So, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, but other than that, I think like in terms of quality, you're just going to like Marvel's just going to keep pumping stuff out. They have like, even though they say they have a four year plan, they got a 10 year plan. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, I think Disney's going to start um, kind of taking some funds from Star Wars. And I think they're going to start like they're going to give just keep giving money to Marvel because like Feige at one point, I think he's going to he should run the world, in my opinion. <laughs> Like I, I, I should write his his name in for the next election. There you go. <laughs> Vote Feige. All right. Yes, Feige for Prez. Uh, well, that does it for our Marvel roundup. We're all good here. Uh, Harry, anything for the peeps? Uh, I mean, hey, if you uh, if you if you stayed with us this long, I, I hope you enjoyed the Marvel content. Um, you know, there'll be more to come, you know, mention Shang-Chi, what if, you know, we'll probably touch base or at least, you know, mention some comments on that. So look forward to that stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. Hands, anything for the peeps? As Harry said, thank you for listening, for, for lasting with us this long. I know we're like, I, I don't even know what number episode we're on at this point. We're like 15 or 16? Mm, 15. Um, I'm banging it out yeah. for the people, putting it out for yeah. the people. Sure. Um, but now I appreciate everyone listening. If you have any kind of ideas for anything you want to hear, or you know you, you enjoy our hot takes. Maybe we'll put some fun spins on the spin on those in the future. Um, but yeah, thank you. And please like, subscribe. Please follow me on Twitter. I was at a hundred followers, and then um, I think I, I got dropped by someone who probably has an OnlyFans because I didn't follow them back. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. Uh, yes, as Han said, please. Uh... Like, share, subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Um, All the good stuff. Thank you guys so much for joining us, as always. And um, make sure you live spicy.